Mimosas with Michael. Mimosas with Michael. Mimosas with Michael. Yay! Hey everybody, it's Michael Cologne with Mimosas with Michael. Uh, welcome back. Thank you, everybody, for joining in. And this week, I have a really cool guy. His name is Eric Twiggs. How are you, boss? Fantastic. Thank you for having me on your show. Dude, my pleasure. And you, you were referred to me by um, a previous guest I had, Brendan, from Master Talk. Yes. And uh, he's been really cool. He's been giving me some cool people. So um, any, fr- any friend of Brendan is a friend of the show and a friend of mine. So tell me about yourself. I know that you are a life coach. You're, you, you're a business coach as well. So yes. tell us who Eric Twiggs is and what he does. So I am your procrastination prevention partner. <laughs> okay, I already love that. I love that already. <laughs> so, so what I do is I help entrepreneurs and executive leaders to ditch their excuses to beat procrastination so they can make more money get more done and feel more confident. Oh, nice. Well, we definitely all need someone like that. <laughs> how, how did you get started in something like this? Like you, you just one day were like, I want to help people follow their dreams or is it like you fell into it? Like what were you doing before? So, so here's the thing. It really, everything started back when I was in college. I'm in college. I talk about this in my book, the discipline of now. And I'm having this conversation with my good friend. His name is Donnell. Now I have to confess we were a little different back in those days. Like he was all about his purpose and I was all about the party. So, so he's always giving me a hard time. Eric, you need to get serious. You know, think about what you want to do with your life. And I'm like, man, we have plenty of time for all that serious stuff. Are you going to the party with me or not? And so <laughs> several, weeks go by, several weeks go by, I didn't hear from him. And then I get a phone call from his mother telling me that he was killed in a car accident. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, it, it really, it changed the way I thought about time. And it sent me a serious message to say that maybe I don't have the time that I think to do what I want to do and do what I need to do. Yeah. And, and really, I mean, that's what started my thoughts and focus on time management. I mean, there were some other experiences throughout my career that got me to this point. But that's really the foundational moment. That, that's why you and I are talking right now. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting because I was this, I'm kind of the same way in my twenties. I just spent a lot of time going like partying and blah blah. blah. Because you know, you're, you're young. You think you have all the time. And then when I I was I had this full time job, and at the age of thirty, I was like, man, I haven't done anything with my life. What am I going to do? And I thirty was when I was like, if if it if it's not now, it's it's never going to be. You know, and I didn't want to keep looking back at my life and not doing it. So, um, it's it's that's life speaking to you right there. You know. Yes. Yeah. So, and I'm glad you answered the calling, man. You know, it's funny you say life, life does that a lot, <laughs> but sometimes we're not listening. So well, you no, have to go through the same experiences over and over again, right? Yeah. Life will make sure you listen. That's one thing I've learned. <laughs> right. it, it, it gives you little messages to see if you're paying attention. And, and then if you're not, it's like, it just takes you and just smacks you across the face and you just like, ow. Right. And then you just got to be like, oh shit, I gotta, it like wakes you up, you know? Right. So, yeah. So it puts you on this path to like want to be much more about your purpose. Right. So, awesome. so then, so I'm thinking, okay, you know what? I just have to climb the corporate ladder. I need to make this money. I need to get to the top. And, and that was my focus. 
And I got to the point where you could, you could argue that I had arrived, right? So I had, I was a district manager in automotive. I had 17 locations. We were just setting records as far as sales and profits. I'm getting awards. I'm driving the BMW. Everything's going great. And I, I remember this moment, like I, I looked in the mirror and I'm driving my car. I'm looking at the rear view mirror. And I remember the eyes that were looking back at me were eyes of someone who literally hated what he was doing. That was me at 30. Bro, I'm all about that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, right. It's, it's a powerful, that's such a powerful moment. Like, it's almost defining. It was for me anyways, yeah. where I was looking at myself going, I don't know who this guy is anymore and where he's going, what he's all about. So, yeah. Right. Okay, right. see. And then what happened so, after so, that? Yeah, so from then, I, I started, it really made me, like, look in the mirror. Like, I had this, this embarrassing moment, right? So, at the time, like, all of my friends were going into pharmaceutical sales. Like, like that's the hot job. That was the hot job at the time. You got to do this. It's a cushy money. And I'm like, hey, look, I, you know, I can sell. I can talk to people. And I remember I went to this recruiter, and he was like, who in their right mind would hire you for pharmaceuticals when you don't have that on your background? You've never done pharmaceuticals. Have you even been in a drugstore? You know? So, <laughs> right. So, and he's like, you know, what is it that you really want to do, Eric? And I'm like, you know, I want to make money. No, no, no. That's not what I asked you. What is it that you really want to do? Yeah. And, and it really was a moment. I'm like, yeah, yeah I, I don't think I really know. And I had to kind of look back. I look back at my career and I had to think about, okay, at what points did I really feel like I was fulfilled? And it was always, and it always went back to when I was speaking in front of a group. You know, I spent some time as a corporate trainer. And I remember I would, after my training sessions, I'd be like, man, you know what? I could just do this all day, every day. Huh. Or, I'd, Interesting. or I'd be, yeah, I'd be at, a, you know, at, a, at a church event doing a presentation. And I'm, I would just leave like, man, this really feels good. And so yeah. now you would think, I, t I told you I'm the, your procrastination prevention partner. You would think I, I just jumped into action right away, right? Right. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Not at all, right? So literally, right. I procrastinated for like three years. I'm like, who's going to bring me in? You know, what, what can I say that hasn't already been said already? All those things started going through my mind. Uh, and then finally, I ended up joining Toastmasters, right? Oh, nice. Okay. Toastmasters International. And then I started doing speech contests. And, and then I met somebody who trained professional speakers. So then the steps. So here's the takeaway. And like, this is what I always tell people that you can't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress. Oh, nice. Oh, oh I love that. Yeah. So, okay. because I, I needed to have everything perfect. I mean, I needed to have everything figured out. You know, I didn't have all the details mapped out. And for a while, I just didn't do anything. Where sometimes you just have to take the next step. And then well, you can't, you take it, what's that? No, I so said you can't be a procrastinator. Um, partner if you don't if you haven't experienced it and grew from that you know so now you take this this experience that you had and you help people that's awesome that's yeah. actually really cool yeah and that's it and here we are and so how long have you been doing this now you've been motivational speaking so 2011 that, that's when i really just wow. started jumping out there so nine years yeah and it's i mean do you find that even during the, the pandemic you're still able to like speak to people i know you can't go in front of a crowd but are you able to talk to people like Zoom and Google Meets and stuff? Yeah, I mean, it really forces you to pivot, you know? And yeah. so, yeah, we do a lot of stuff uh, virtually. We have all kinds of virtual summits. Uh, 
And so the funny thing is I've actually, we have two other business partners and we formed something called the what now movement. Oh, okay. And, and it all started because of the pandemic because the three of us in our respective walks of life, we, people kept coming up to us like, Hey, you know what? I own this restaurant. And now I, you know, I, I can't have people sitting in my, uh, in the seats. I, yeah. I can't have them sitting in the lobby. I can't, what, what am I going to do? What now? Or, Hey, you know, what? I got, I just got laid off. What now? Yeah. And so we, we formed the what now movement. And the whole purpose of this movement is to really help to build these entrepreneurs and career professionals so that they're, they're able to pivot. Yeah. I think it's interesting how, um, the pandemic and everything has given us a, a globally a chance to step back and be like, what wasn't working in my life? And what, you know, you kind of, it's crazy. Like you never even think about it because you're so busy just trying to survive. But here it's like the world just stopped and you're like, um, well, I have all this time to figure things out. And like with me, I re- right at the beginning of the year, I, I took up photography. So I was like, well, I guess I could take pictures. You know, I don't have to be around anybody to do that. I go take pictures of birds. Um, I could take pictures of people and because I'm on a lens, I can have that distance. So I was practicing that. Just didn't know, I didn't know it was going to be something that I enjoyed. And I find that the people that I'm interviewing and talking to, they're like, yeah, like I wanted to start dieting and I wanted to work out and I wanted just to go back to school. And it's like, well, and it's crazy how like people are just like, well, I guess now is the time to do it. You know, and it's not like they're, they're not finding excuses. They're like, that's, I think that's, I think I, as, as much as we're going through it now and, and it's, difficult and it's frustrating i think all of us are going to come out on the other end completely different and evolved in a good way you know oh, i believe so i mean and just like a classic example so you know i host this podcast a 30 minute hour and i have my co-host and we were just doing we would go to the studio and we didn't do anything live right yeah. we, we would record for youtube but most of our stuff was you know we would record the audio for the apps but then when the pandemic happened we couldn't get in the building anymore. And so we said, you know what? We should do Zoom. Oh, you know, we should probably do Zoom live over Facebook. And so now all of our episodes are live and I, I'm, we've probably quadrupled our audience. That's amazing. Whereas if the pandemic hadn't happened, we would have just done what we'd always done. Well, probably because people now are, yeah, because I think they're just facing this sort of like inner struggle and they're looking for like an escape because like what you guys are offering people are, is like a, a different way of looking at life that people never thought they had to. Right. right. So they're yeah. probably like hungry for that, which is so, it's so great that you can provide that. It's like, look, we, this is something we couldn't control and it's affecting literally every single person. It's not just like something that's happened to you. It's globally. Right. Right. So I love that you guys are able to find a way to be like, look now, what, what now, you know, it's like this happened. There's nothing you can do about it you got to move on and find a way to adapt and grow. And, and it's one thing I've learned is the older I get is you, you have to adapt to everything in your life. It, it, it's never going to go the way you want. It could turn out to be better, but if you're willing to adapt and I think learn from that, then it's a better experience. Oh, for sure. I mean, and it, this, the thing is, there's going to be something else, right? This yeah. right now we've got the pandemic. We're going to get through this. We'll get yeah. to some, we'll get to the next normal, but mm-hmm. at some point, I mean, there's going to be, something else. And if you look, most of the successful fortune 500 companies were started doing some type of a downturn, some type of disaster. If you look, if you read up on it, most of them started, it was either the great depression. It was either the, 
you know, the crash of 2008. It was something that these companies all, they pivoted when everybody else was panicking. That's true. I mean, I remember like the dot, the dot com boom, like right when the internet came out, that was like all these people had these dot coms and that was like the new normal. And it was just like exploded. And then it kind of finally, after I think three or four, five years, it kind of like leveled out because it just, people started, the internet became such a part of our life. You know, right. and we found ways and we had started getting emails and then we had cell phones that came in and people were like this newfangled thing. And now it's just a part of our life. Like we've learned to adapt. So there's always like a new normal, you know, the pandemic just was one of those things that just stopped everything. And it, it, it was much more of an abrupt change, I think, than anything else we've ever experienced. So, but I'm glad to hear that you guys are safe and really finding a good way to get through it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what is the name of is, is it podcast, The What Now Movement, or what's the name of your podcast? So the podcast is The 30-Minute Hour. The 30-Minute Hour. I like yeah, that. Yeah, the name of our podcast, yeah. And people, and it's on YouTube? Yeah, so we, we, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, we, we have a Facebook page. So we broadcast live through our Facebook pages every Monday at 7 o'clock Eastern. 7 o'clock Eastern? Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I'm going to have to check it out. And we'll definitely link yeah. it down in the show notes so people can check it out. Okay. And, then, and, then, and then you're avail- you're online, like on Instagram and stuff as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. You got to be on that social media. Oh, for sure. For That's sure. the new normal right there. <laughs> you know, nowadays people don't even text. I think most people message me through Instagram, which is so strange. Yeah. Like yeah. people that I'm good friends with, they're just already on Instagram. So they just message me through Instagram. And I'm like, you know, you have a cell phone. <laughs> That's cr- I'm telling you, it's it's. But I, you know, it is what it is. I, we adapt to it. So yeah. w- then, what's next for you? Like, where do you see yourself going from this point forward through the pandemic? Well, I mean, just continuing to just expand and, and just getting the message out there in different ways. Okay. Uh, and and just I, the biggest thing for me is just evolution. You know, just continuing to look at you know, how we're delivering things. And, and that's one of the good things with my business partner, with my co-host of the 30 minute hour. Mm-hmm. We're, we're always, we're never satisfied. We, we, we're always looking at, well, how can we do this better? Well, you know, what, what do we need to do to improve the show? Do we need to change up the questions? Do we, so, so just continuing to evolve. That, that's, that's really what it's about. And just getting, just getting the message out to more and more people. I mean, that's really my main focus. Yeah. I feel like I'm like that with, every aspect of my life with my photography, with my filmmaking, with my writing, even with the podcast, it's like, okay, I did one episode and I did it just like that. So the next time I do it, I got to change it and adapt it and grow. And I kind of adapt with my guests. I kind of adapt with the audience, I think. So that's kind of fun. So that's cool. And and so you guys have been doing this podcast for a while now. That's awesome, man. It just sounds so, so exciting. I'm just, I'm like, I can't wait to start watching it. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, so, you know, it's like I've fallen – sorry to cut you off, but I, I've kind of fallen into a strange little funk, I think, because of the, of the pandemic and a lot. And so knowing that stuff like that is out there makes me happy because, I, you know, even, motiva- even motivated people need motivation. Oh, absolutely. You know, so Absolutely, yeah. So, so how yeah, do you find I mean, motivation? Just I, – I listen to videos and I mean, listen to audios. Uh, I, I'm all – I'm constantly reading – uh, and, and so one of the things I, I think you really have to be, be intentional when it comes to motivation. And, and yeah. I practice what I preach. So I, I teach people to start a win log, right, where, where they're tracking the good things that are happening to them. So progress okay. they're making. Hey, you know what? I finally launched a podcast or, hey, you know what? Um, 
I got this big sale today. And, and so when things go wrong, you know, you don't just go into a complete funk because now you've got this perspective that, hey, it's not all bad. You know, I am making progress in other areas of my life. And it, it helps you really have that perspective. So that's one, that's probably the main thing I do to help me to stay motivated is to really focus right there. And then I try to learn from, because again, I'm all about evolving. So I'll note, you know, the things that went wrong, but okay, what did I learn from that? So do you just keep it like on a little pad or something? Or is it like a, like on notes in your iPhone? How do you, how would you keep your win log? Like, what would you suggest? Well, I use Evernote. Oh yeah, Evernote's uh, great, okay. That. Yeah, so that way, you know, I can even print it out and have it and that type of thing. But yeah, so, so I use Evernote. Mm-hmm. That's actually kind of, I might start doing that. The one thing I've done, and I love that you, I think writing it down or typing it up makes it very tangible because it's something you can look at. Yep. But I, I never do that specifically. What I always do is I celebrate every win. So I always go out and I'll, I'll find a way to, I'll go take myself to a nicer dinner. Or I'll go have, you know, like I'll call up a friend and be like, let's just go have a glass of wine. And like, I want to celebrate this small victory. So I always challenge people to celebrate the small victories. Yeah. But I think. Yeah. Exactly, because you have to, because, yeah. you, you know, it's like we always have like this end goal in mind, but it's not always the end goal. It's really it's about the journey that gets you there, those small successes. Mm-hmm. But I, I like the idea. I don't know why I never thought about this because I'm a writer, but I think writing it down and having a log and looking at it. I oh, think absolutely. I'm going to start doing that. Um, so, the, so here's the funny thing, right? right. If, if this came out because I, if I'm working with somebody, if I were to say – Hey, okay, Michael, tell me everything that went wrong today. Oh, my gosh, yeah, you won't believe it. Blah, blah, blah. They were just going on and on. But then if I said, hey, so tell me about your wins. Huh? What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Literally, if you're like, that way. Yeah, it's like awkward silence. Yeah, and, and, and now I have people that, like, first I would start asking about the wins. They would have nothing to say or maybe one thing. And now if I don't ask them that, they're going to interrupt me. Like, hold, hold up, Eric. I've been waiting to talk to you about this. I've got like all these wins to share, you know? Uh, so that's, so awesome. that, that's a, yeah, that's a good way to really stay motivated. And and you just do it by date. You're like today, today's date. I, these are my wins. Yep. And what would you consider a win? Like, just, is it like name something small? That would be a win. Do you think, is it like I got to work without traffic kind of thing or. Well, for me, let's say someone gives me a test, a positive testimonial about the podcast. And, and especially if it's somebody that, I, if I didn't ask them to give me a testimonial and they just took the time and said, Hey, this is a great show, blah, 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 blah. I, I win. Win. Yeah. I'm just always intrigued because I know sometimes they tell you to keep um, like a grateful journal in a way, gratitude and yes. a, a gratitude journal. And I feel like it's sort of like this, but maybe on steroids. Cause it's like, you really want to hone in on the things that, that are, are positive. And for, I think the Western culture for some reason isn't focused or isn't, we don't have that train of thought. Like my, my, and this is hard for me. My first reaction is I wake up every day going, Oh my God, it's so early. I have to go to work. Oh, you know, it's all the things that, and I will tell you this. And then I promise I'll let you talk. But I, I remember when I first worked in an office in my early twenties and I felt like the moment I went in and poured my coffee for the morning, someone was already like, Oh my God, I just wish the day was over. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? I mean, it just began. Right. And then by Wednesday, afternoon they're like oh i wish it was friday and i was like i mean it's not like two and a half days and i i started noticing that that was where the mindset was it's always like yeah and so i'm like i that's why i started celebrating my successes and and it was like 
okay, well, I woke up Monday and I feel great and today's a good day and the weather's really nice and I get to see my friend or I get to, you know, blah, 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 see my family. So that's how I try to, I just try to look at things. Now I'm human and I sometimes falter off that path. But I like this idea of that because, you know, it's like you have to really think about what are my wins today? Do I have any wins? So I'm, I'm, that's why I asked if it could be something small like today I just I was able to get to work without traffic. Or, yeah, I mean, so for example, if, if it's been traffic every day, and this one yeah. day, you know, you, you got there with no traffic at all. You, you hit like you every green light, yeah. Sure. Okay. So like here's a book. This guy, his, his name is Dr. Shad Hemstetter, and the book is called What You Say When You Talk to Yourself. Right? Oh, yeah. And I know, I he, says that, he says that 80, if, you, if you, your self-talk, 80%, most people, 80% of their self-talk is negative. Yeah. You just listen to the thoughts. Oh my goodness! I can't believe this guy. Oh man, you know we're we're in the grocery store. It says ten items. He's got a whole basket full of stuff. Oh my gosh, what's he thinking? We just negative, 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 negative. So we just in this ha this negativity habit. So the the best way to break a bad habit is to replace it with a better one. That's good to know. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I definitely fall into that trap. I try not mm -hmm. to. I really have the intent of being positive. It's just. I don't know. I think it's just like I said, we're kind of, we're surrounded by that all the time, you know, oh, yeah. and, 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 and you look at it as, and not so much just even our political climate, but it's like just, you know, you watch TV and like you watch a reality show and the best part of it is like all the drama. So, you know, it's like people like thrive on that. So if you, you've watched a show where everybody was getting along and, you know, it was all hunky dory, the show would be on for four, for four episodes and it'd be done. It'd be boring. I would, I mean, you're right, because I would not watch a reality show if everything's fine, we don't argue, there's no drama, there's no conflict. Yeah. yeah. But the and producers I, know that. I know, but I think I just think we're so bombarded with that over and over and over, and it's like nowhere in there do they talk about, like, the resolve or, the you know, people trying to solve the problem. It's always got to be another problem to up it. Right. And I get that that's television, but after you, you know, you, you see that stuff on the news and, and you, you deal with that in your daily life and then you see it on TV and it's just like, it's like so overwhelming. People are just like, I, it's, I can see why it's easy to fall into the habit of being so negative. Oh, for sure. I, and that's why you really have to monitor your diet. So, I mean, you're not, your diet isn't just what you're eating. It's the information you're taking in. Your mental you know, diet. Yeah. If you're just watching the news and, or if you're just around negative people all the time. You know, those people that always tell you why they, they're projecting their fears on you. Yeah. You know, they're always telling you why you can't do something, why this is impossible. And so, yeah, you, you just really have to be aware of your, your intake, your, your diet. Yeah, I, I like that. I'm definitely, I mean, yeah, I do try to watch what I eat, health reasons and weight and stuff. But yeah, a mental diet is actually kind of a really great way. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start the hashtag mental diet because I think that's really awesome. Good advice. And again, that's why I mean that's why I'm listening to audio books and things like that all the time because I just want to offset that and offset because if, if I'm not let's say if I'm driving around and I'm not listening to an audio book and you know I start listening to the news or listening to you know even if you start listening to the radio sometimes they're sneaking in negativity on you. So yeah, I know recently um, I don't really watch a lot of TV during the day. So I kind of catch it up at night and I find myself watching the news right before bed just because I'm trying to get caught up for the day. And it's sometimes when I'm doing other things and yeah, sometimes I'm just like, I got to turn this shit off. It's like, so overwhelming. Like it's yeah. just, my mind is like, okay, I get it. It's a lot of negativity before bed, but then I find that I sit with those thoughts. So that's something I've had to start doing as well is 
I'll catch up for like an hour or two, just so I'm aware, you know, I, I want to be culturally relevant and understand what's going on in the world. But then I have to be like, I got to listen to music or I got, you know, I got to fill my head with something else, you know? So I like, that's a good way to think about it. Absolutely. So how, so then besides the wind log, what, how do you motivate people from being pessimistic or not pessimistic, um, uh, procrastinating? Well, we, we try to get into, is, are there patterns, right? So you have the, it helps to, the theme of my book is really about awareness. And are there, do you find that there's specific things that you're always procrastinating? If you're procrastinating, is it like a certain type of thing? You know, is it tasks that you just, so like some people, it's just things they don't really want to do. You know, it's not deep. It's not that complicated. They just don't like doing the task. So they just put it off. Yeah. It's amazing so, how simple and basic it is. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's real basic. And I tell people, like, I wish someone would have told me this, like, years ago, that, you know, just because something has to be done, it doesn't mean that you have to do it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You know, there's ways you can, is it possible that you can outsource it? You know. Oh, interesting. Okay. You know, do you need to, do you need to hire a personal assistant? Do you... So, so just really thinking about that. Or, or it could be, like, here's what I see, too. Some people have a pattern whenever it's something that's, like, aspirational. It's, it's like a big goal they have. They yeah. find themselves procrastinating because they're deep down, they're afraid. What if, oh, I think fear is a big factor, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's probably, like, a leading cause. You know, for me, and I don't know if, if this is something you, you find often, but uh, it's – it's if I have a big aspiration, yes, it's sometimes fear, but I also find that my mind doesn't can see the big picture, but doesn't always know the small steps to get there. So it seems overwhelming. And so right. I can't, I can see the big picture, but I can't see like the steps. And so I just sit there feeling so flummoxed and frustrated. And really sometimes a friend can just be like, Oh, so that's your goal. Like, have you ever thought about just like doing this and that one simple step? And I'm like, Oh my God, like, thank you. Like it, it's, do you find that a lot? And I'm, I'm wondering, is that a fear thing? What do you think that, what that comes from? Well, it, it, some of it's perfectionism. It, it, sometimes it's, you know, it, it looks like it's so overwhelming. You don't really know where to start. So yeah. it's like, it seems like the easiest thing to do is nothing. Yeah. Right? Yep. Cause then you're not disappointed. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. And that's the thing. And that's what I tell people. I go, when, when people, when I first started my entrepreneurship of like starting, you know, cause I work in film and I'm a writer and all these things. Um, people are always like, oh, I'm so afraid to start because I'm afraid I'm going to fail. And I go, well, you'll probably fail the first time because you don't know what you're doing. But that's the best thing about starting is once you fail, you know, okay, that's the wrong way to do it. So now you can do it this way. And I go, I go, people are so afraid of that fear. But the thing is, is like nine times out of 10, you're probably, and I, and I use fail, not in a negative term. It's more like, it's probably not going to work out the way you want it the first time. Right. right. But don't be afraid to take that step. It's like you take a step, you know, it's like if you're on a map and sometimes you take a left turn and you're like, yeah, I was supposed to go right. Okay. So you have to go around the block and then you go right again. You know, it's kind of like that. And I go, you don't be afraid to fail. It's probably not going to work out the way you want to the first time, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't take that first step. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Because you don't, you won't know what's the right way to do it until you know the wrong way to do it. You know, it's kind of like people are so afraid to ask somebody out because they're afraid they're going to get, you know, uh, rejected and it, and it may not, may not work. Yeah, but like that's why you keep dating because you know now you know with that relationship the things you needed to learn that you can put towards another one, and that's you know it's that's kind of like the journey of life, I think. 
Yeah, I, I think you have to factor failure into your success plan. Without a doubt. You know, you have to. So, so I, I talk to people all the time that, you know, let's say they say they're going to work out. Yeah, I'm going to work out three times a week. And let's say they miss a day or they miss two days. They, they get frustrated and give up because they feel like they're a failure. And you have to understand that that's part of the process. So yeah. you know, maybe, maybe you need to put different disciplines in place and just go back at it. Yeah. Besides, you have seven days. If you're only going to work out three and you miss a couple, there's still – you still have other days, to, you know. Yeah, it's just like a mindset thing then. Yep. So, what is, so you have a book. What is the name of your book? So the book is The Discipline of Now, 12 <laughs> Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. And where can we find it? You can find it. You can go to my site, uh, thedisciplineofnow.com. You can okay. also you can get it on Amazon as well. Those are the two main places. Yeah, we'll definitely put it on the show. That sounds great. That sounds like something everybody needs right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, you're. it's going to sound weird, but the show is basically – it's only 30 minutes, and we're basically done. It goes so oh, fast. Wow. <laughs> but, I mean, I feel like I feel like we've only broken the surface of the things that people need to hear. Right. Which is great. So from this point, from here, everybody should go to your podcast and start listening yeah. and get the rest of these nuggets that we've given them so they can expand on them. Oh, and sure. then they should check out your book. Yes. But I think, I think what you, you're onto something great. I and mean, you even taught me in these 30 minutes, you've given me more than I was expecting because like, there's like, I'm just, my mind's racing going, well, I never thought about that. Like, these are such great, I'm telling you a win log. I'm all about it right now. <laughs> I'm literally going to get off this podcast and start a win log because uh, just in this last week, la uh, the week before last, I was like in a fog. I'm like, oh, things are bad. And this week, I feel like every day I've had a win. There you go. So I'm like, oh, I got to log that stuff. I, I do keep a journal. I do keep a journal. And because it's it's digital, it every day it reminds me. Like it, I have um, like 30, 30 days ago, you had that win. Like it, it always like it has like um, – a sort of like flashback thing, which I like. So sometimes I, I do get to remind myself of those things. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. But I think having a log that just takes away, it's only just the good things is, a, is an awesome idea. Mm -hmm. And then you, what happens, you start to build momentum and, and you start to, and like I said at the top, you know, I hope you they, they end up feeling more confident because yeah. you know, I mean, you're, you're starting to build, build on the wins. Well, I'm not going to lie for this, the, Basically, the, the last quarter of 2020, I want to build momentum. Absolutely. So, well, dude, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. I mean, I'm telling you, just the 30 minutes you gave me, I'm telling you, I think the audience is going to be motivated even more than they were before. And I definitely think you're going to get more followers because you're onto something amazing. So thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you. And thank you for what you do. You know, you encourage and inspire people through this medium as well. I mean, people are looking, we say, I mean, people are looking for that. And, and when they watch you, they, you know, they, they get that, that little piece of motivation to keep them going. It's so weird. I, when, you know, when it comes to like my art and stuff, people are always like, God, oh, you motivate me so much. Cause I like, I'm always working even, even, even on the bad days, like, I still got to try to push through, you know? And on the bad days, it's like, Oh yes, I, I know I probably won't accomplish as much, but I definitely got to accomplish like one thing. Like even on the bad days, I still can't stay in bed all day. Right. right. And so I remember when I was, probably in my early 20s, right when I worked at a, I had a job, I always had this thing at the end of every email, it had my name, right? And like the content information for work. But at the bottom of the, it says, I live to be an inspiration. Hmm. And people would always ask me about that. And they're like, what's that mean? I go, well, I, I try to be an inspiration because if I'm inspiring others, then th I am inspired by them, right? And I feel like it was a sort of synergy that we created. So 
like just from the conversation we had right now, like I feel, and I'm already motivated. I feel like doubly motivated, but you've given me so many things I never even thought about. I'm back to the wind log, back to like just the frame of reference that I have when I look at things. That's, that's a, that's huge for me. So mind blown. I'm telling you, thank you. Oh man, that's all. See, see, that's a win for me. When I <laughs> I'm telling you, no, no, I gotta no, write I mean, that thing. <laughs> I because I, I I felt the same way when I was with Brendan. Brendan, it's just one of those people that motivated me, just because he's yeah. so young and and the way yeah. that he he changes things. And after the show was done, we talked. I think for another twenty or thirty minutes, I was just like, yeah. damn, this kid, this kid's great, you know. Uh, so I'm always motivated by um, every guest that I have because they're doing. And and I think that's Leslie's the same way. I think that's why she was so excited to talk with you. Yeah. And I, I just feed off the other people's energy and in um, your energy is so great because you are such a, you know, I'm, I can find ways to procrastinate. I'm not going to lie, especially <laughs> on the dumb mundane things. Right. Like, yeah. I'm like, I have to, I have to do that. And, I, and it's on my to-do list. And I just like every day, I just move it to the next day, you know, just something dumb. Like, um, like I have to go get my oil, not my oil change. I have to go get, uh, yeah, I have to go get my oil change. And we're not driving a lot right now. So I'm like, I mean, do I really need to go get my oil change. <laughs> yes, I should probably do it. But you know, it's like, it just seems like a dumb mundane task that I'm just going to push till tomorrow. Right. Right. So, yeah, but now I'm going to go get my damn oil change because I feel motivated. Yeah. So, there you go. Thank you, Eric. I really appreciate it. Uh, again, you can check out your book and give us, give us the name of your book and your podcast one more time. The book is the discipline of now 12 practical principles to overcome procrastination um, it's available on audio, paperback, and as the ebook. Uh, and then the podcast is the thirty-minute hour. I love you it. Can go to the, the Facebook page is titled "The Thirty-Minute Hour." Mondays at seven o'clock Eastern Time, live. So that's that's me three three o'clock our time. Yeah, so you guys, please four o'clock. Yes, math is probably not one of my fortes. <laughs> when I'm when I'm doing things on the fly, yeah, I, I screw up. So, anyways. Thank you so much for being on the show, everybody. Again, this is Eric Twiggs, and this is Michael Colon with Mimosas with Michael. You can check us out on Spotify, iTunes. We're on um, iHeartRadio. Anywhere you can find a podcast, we're also on YouTube and Instagram Live. I mean, I'm sorry, Instagram TV. So please check us out. And again, Eric, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Take care.